Welcome to The Session, a basketball podcast. I'm your host, Omar, and I'm joined by... Ben, how you doing? Man. Could be better. Could be better. Yeah, well, you... <laughs> Start off with a zinger. <laughs> shout out number 24, though. Yeah, shout out number, tw- number 24, number 8. Um, yeah, I. Uh, that was one of the most... Um, indescribable feelings that I've had. Like when we found out, because we were together when we found out. Yeah, uh, we had actually recorded a uh, a podcast episode. Um, it was actually with our older brothers. Yeah the the old head um, the, the long awaited old head, head podcast. And and <sighs> for those of you who might be curious, I I don't understand how you wouldn't know. Or if you're from the future and you're coming back to listen to to these archives. We're talking about the untimely passing of nine people in a helicopter accident in Calabasas last week, uh, and most notably among the dead was Kobe Bryant and his 13-year-old daughter, daughter, Gianna Bryant. Gianna Bryant. And and you're right, it was, I mean, it was jarring. We were, we were just talking about yeah. Kobe Bryant, yeah. and and. We could look at the timestamps of our recordings. We were probably talking about him at the time of the accident. Right. And that is such a surreal feeling. I remember when we were uh, were recording the episode and then uh, we put our uh, phones on airplane mode because, uh, you know, like distortion with um, the microphones and all that. So we don't really have access to Internet as we're doing these recordings. Um, So my brother was the first one to find it. Uh, He had actually um, went off airplane mode went to his group chat and then he was just looking through it or looking through his notifications. And then he's, he just says it. He's just like, guys, what the hell? Kobe Bryant just died. And I, I, I will always remember those words out of Benjamin's mouth. Yeah. And it's like, it's like still ringing in, in a way. Like I can hear it so clearly. And I remember how I felt right when that happened. It was like, it it can't be real. You couldn't process something like that. That's such a common thing between everybody that's talking about this situation is the fact that it just doesn't feel real. It's Kobe. Yep. It's Kobe. So I remember when that all happened, my first reaction wasn't, let me go through my phone. I just took it for what it was. I believed it right away. Yeah. And it, I just felt so like it can't be real as you described. And I also just felt like, like this can't be it's Kobe it can't be happening you know what I'm saying like it can't be it this is because Omar the timing is so eerie yeah you know what I'm saying like to to literally be talking about someone and then it happens right there that's a feeling that I will that I will never get over and I know a lot of people around the world felt that way. I know a lot of people, there's been a lot of talk about Kobe Bryant. There's been a lot of talk about, I mean, just everything in the situation. I don't know how much more value we can add from that. I don't know if what we're going to be saying is life-changing, but I mean, we wanted to do this episode to share our experience because if it can help someone, if it can help you navigate through what's going on then then why not right everybody you know like nba players executives all saying the same thing it's just 
it's Kobe. You know, like when I'm seeing these um, videos on ESPN on like first take or whatever, um, I see Kobe Bryant's picture. And the first thing I'm thinking to myself is he's like a special guest, right? Like he's going to be phoning in. That's why they're putting Kobe Bryant's photo up there because it's not more so a remembering Kobe thing. It's more so a he's a special guest. Yeah. Because again, it just doesn't feel real. It does not feel like it to this day, which is like it's almost been, well, almost a week actually since it's happened. Mm -hmm. It still just hasn't sit with me. And I think what it is is. I I think uh, Stephen A was talking about it or sorry, another um um another commentator they're saying you know like uh michael jackson Mm -hmm. prince this is that caliber but here's a difference between kobe bryant michael jackson and prince is age yeah i didn't know michael jackson like that i didn't listen to his music as much as i did you know as much as like uh older people did right where they like grew up listening to this guy they seen him whatever same thing with prince so that that death hit hard because I'll remember thinking when Michael Jackson had passed, whoa, look how the earth is standing still. Look how everybody's reacting. But with Kobe, it just felt like it hit me. I wasn't worried about the world. I was just thinking about how I felt at the time yep. because it was so surreal. And in a way, Kobe's death is different than the passing of those people because Kobe wasn't a memory of ours. He wasn't. He was right there. He was right there. He was literally, like, he had just retired. He had, LeBron had just passed him. One of the best descriptions that I've had, uh, that I've listened to of this whole situation is Ben Dietrich on Cookies, uh, a basketball podcast, uh, a great podcast that you should check out. Um, He, he, they're talking about Kobe and then he, he finishes a sentence with, man, Kobe Bryant, I miss him. And then he says, no, I don't, I don't miss Kobe Bryant. I can't miss Kobe Bryant because he's not something that's like long gone in the future or something. He's literally right here. We were just talking about him a couple of days ago. How, how do you, this isn't like something that I'm now coping with, like an old friend who you haven't talked to for years passes and you're like, man, I, I really miss that guy. I like, remember when we did this, yeah. this and this. And yeah. we remember when we did that. But you what the just these, lived with, you just lived through Kobe. A lot of these players are like, I just talked to him yesterday. Yeah. Or with LeBron James, for example, I talked to him the night before. Or the morning of. The morning. It's crazy. how it, So these players don't, or, or, or a lot of these people that, that know him and, and, and there were fans of him, they don't miss Kobe Bryant because it's they're, they, we're still having trouble comprehending that he's even gone. How can you miss someone like that? We were, we were just roasting Kobe. We were literally just roasting Kobe. Like we were all cracking jokes. We were talking about. We were having fun at his expense. We were talking about how great he is. We were talking about how LeBron's better or whatever. These these discussions that we Barber were having. Barbershop talk, Barber right? Barbershop talk. We were just having it. You can't say that we we miss him because it's crazy. Like, it's, it's going to take a lot of time for this to feel real. Real. Exactly. And I don't know if it ever will because... He wasn't supposed to go. Yeah. He was supposed to be someone. Like the way I the way I was talking about it with Moreau's friend of the pod was the legends of current NBA players. The pl- the players that current NBA players looked up to or current retired retired NBA players that are still alive. 
that they looked up to, the Bill Russells, the Kareems, these guys are still alive. They're still a part of the community. We see them. They're on TNT. They're at uh, Hall of Fame inductions. They're at award shows. We see these guys. And for us, that's what Kobe was supposed to be. You and I were supposed to be 60, still watching Kobe. You and I are supposed to be the guys that are trying to tell our kids about how great Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant were. And they, our kids would see these old people on TV and be like, yeah, I'm sure back in their day they were good or something like that. And it's weird. We've we've all collectively been robbed of that experience. And it's heartbreaking to, to not watch these players grow old that are not that much older than us. My sort of immediate reaction, or when it settled in just a little bit more, was to uh, really understand that life is short. And not that life is, not necessarily that life is short in the sense of like 0 to 75 or 0 to 70, but anything can happen at any point. Yeah. And my sort of thing was any lingering like... uh, problems or issues these small little petty problems that we have or maybe you're not happy with work or maybe you're not happy with your boss yeah if you have the ability to change your situation to make yourself happier you go for it Mm -hmm. you do everything you can to make sure that you're happy because i'm sort of guilty of this as well sometimes i feel like i jeopardize my own happiness to make others happy yep And I think, you know, some people who maybe don't really understand the whole Kobe thing or don't understand how remarkable of a player he was or what, not even that, that's a whole other topic, but how much he meant to people, not only in LA, but to the world. This death really makes those thoughts come out. Yeah. And to one person, it might be like, oh, he's just a basketball player, but he's not. He's not just a basketball player. He's legitimately a superhero to people all around the world. His Mamba mentality, that mentality Mm -hmm. will carry forward forever. Unfortunately for me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I remember the whole killer instinct thing. Yeah, Yeah, the the killer instinct. But you're 100% right. Like, I don't know about you, but this is something my brother said to me when it happened. And, And Ali, he is... Rest his soul. I, I I feel bad for Ali, man. Yo, I know that's man, his, his biggest fan. He literally loves Kobe Bryant. And his favorite player has been Kobe. And he's been watching him longer than I have because he's older than me. And he watched Kobe's early years when I didn't. And Ali said how he's had actual... He's known actual people that have died and that have passed away. And Kobe's death is hitting him harder yeah. than, than that. And, yeah. what, and I feel the same way having had lost people and and i always tell people that it's okay to be upset it's okay to mourn a celebrity someone that you looked up to there's nothing wrong in that there's nothing weird about that like honestly speaking i i loved kobe when i was growing up but in his recent and in his in his last few years Kobe fans and Kobe stands drove me insane. So I devoted my life to nitpicking Kobe and making fun of him and comparing him to LeBron. And then when Kobe retired in 2016, I cried watching his last game. 
and it was a surreal experience. And then retired Kobe, I loved nitpicking retired Kobe. I loved when he'd do his detail episodes and and just say all kinds of weird things. And I loved how he corrupted Jason Tatum into taking long fadeaway <laughs> twos. And 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 it was it was amazing. And Kobe passed away, and I cried for days. And it's there's nothing wrong with that. It's He's a person that we thought would always be there, That's and and his is. and his sudden passing makes him makes it hard, and it leaves a hole that that we need to fill. And it's 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 really just it's jarring. I, I'm so glad that you brought up, and I guess this is the the only thing we can do is try to find the good in it, try to take what we can and improve our lives with it, right? Because if if all of this happens, if all this pain happens, if these nine people go away and nothing changes, then that's the worst. That's that's terrible. The best thing that we can do is try to become better people as of having lived through this, right? And you mentioned one way of doing that, which is putting your own happiness first. And another thing that I wanted to bring up was just being there more for your friends and family, like... like mm-hmm just checking up on people just shooting them a message and saying like hey i haven't talked in a bit how how are you doing and just being more expressive that you do care because the last thing that i would want is for someone that i cared about to pass away and them not knowing what what they meant to me you know what's crazy about what you just brought up right now is uh my older cousin uh not too long ago he had actually created this group chat uh, on WhatsApp, yeah. and it's called All Things Life, okay? And uh, basically, this whole initiative, or the reason why he made this, he invited myself, a few of my other cousins, and then the way he introduced it was so beautiful. He basically just said, sometimes as men, we just don't talk. We keep a lot of things bottled up inside, and we don't have that outlet to get career advice or talk about our aspirations or talk about things that are troubling us. Mm-hmm. So let's take this group chat, not necessarily to talk, but an opportunity to meet up. So if you guys are down for it, we'll bring your older brothers and older cousins and we'll have this entirely big group chat of people that you know. We'll meet up monthly, Sundays, and we'll just talk. That's beautiful. That's the impact, right? That's the impact that a player like Kobe Bryant can do based off this tragedy that happened. Mm -hmm. But what you just said, the tragedy of these nine people passing away, you've got to get something out of it. Or it's all for nothing. It's all for nothing. And that's something that I can't live with, that all of this happens and it's all for nothing and I don't end up becoming a better person having lived through this. That's... That's a future that I can't have. So for me personally, I'm making it a mission to show the people and and not just show, but say to, because often, you know, we do things and, and, and we, we show our appreciation, but there's value. And sometimes just messaging someone's like, dude, I love you. Like, I, I hope you know that, like, mm-hmm. I, I genuinely care about you and, 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 and just leaving it at that. There's value in being expressive. Like a lot of people, and, and it's weird, like a lot of people that I know don't say I love you to their parents and they say, oh, my parents know, like they know and their parents might know, 
But for me, it's like I, there's always value in going above and beyond. There's always yeah. value in just just saying, putting power to it, right? Like speaking. I don't know. I don't know the phrase "truth to power" or, or, or whatever it might be, but just just saying it and putting it out there. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I think you're 100 percent right. I uh, I think also in the uh, kind of in this time of social media. And uh, we have these group chats through WhatsApp, through Instagram and all that. And these very, very big, large group chats where I think that kind of limits sometimes the ability to actually hang out in person. Yeah. And I think when you, I wouldn't, when you hang out in person, it's a lot more easy to say something like, hey, you know what? I appreciate the fact that you did that. I love you for that. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. But it's so important to do. With your friends yeah, and with your family, with your parents as well. You shouldn't assume that somebody loves you or you, that you love somebody. You should go, as you said, above and beyond to make sure that it's super clear yeah, that they know that. Mm-hmm. Let them feel loved. And I've been a huge culprit at that. There are certain times with a bunch of my buddies or a bunch of my friends, I just assume like, yeah, they know we're friends. I'm sure I can hit them up maybe like a month later and we'll be good. Just as good as new completely normal but i don't factor in how that might make them feel mm-hmm. because i'm so caught up in thinking about yeah we're, of course we're good they haven't said anything but you don't need to say anything you can just use common sense sometimes to be like you being that patient with me thank you yeah just a little just a little bit of that can really change the way somebody sees you and views you and it could change somebody's entire I mean, the way their day, their week, their month goes, like it feels good for someone to come up to you and say, hey, man, I appreciate you. Like, like you're, you're a good person. Thank you. I'm, I'm better for you being in my life and, and, and things like that. And it takes nothing to say that. And it takes nothing to, to, to out of you. You don't lose anything. But it could mean the world to the other person you don't know like what they're going through what 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 they're dealing with and we really don't yeah you're right we really don't uh i think a lot of times we can put on a uh kind of like this other face like we have our social media face right we have a real face and then through instagram we're having the time of our lives we're posting these stories we're having so much fun we're going out right yeah but inside, you're like, I'm having a lot of trouble at home or I'm not having the best relationship with my girlfriend or my parents right now. Yeah. I have no idea what's going on. But somebody just asking you and if you're open enough to talk to yeah. them about it, it can change everything. Yeah. It's so underrated. Just checking up on someone, how important that is. Yeah. And that's what I'd say to like everyone listening right now. N- none of this matters unless you make it matter kind of thing right like if if that makes sense just make sure you are check up on your friends and family make sure everyone's doing all right it it'll take nothing out of you but the amount of good that you put into the world just by doing something as simple as that you it can't even begin to describe what that'll do and i got to say something that's super important to me and something that i've kind of uh that i'm super like passionate about mm-hmm. um Check up on your strong friends. Yeah. I think that's a very underrated thing as well. I think that sometimes people might get caught up in thinking, oh, that guy or that girl? 
No, they're good. Come on, they never have a sad. They're always the one cheering people up. They're yeah. like the they're like the class clown, or like they're the funny guy, or they're like super strong or confident. Yeah, everybody has bad days. Everybody has things that they're dealing with. It's not fair to them to just assume that they're doing okay. Yeah, check up on your strong friends. No, it's super important. One hundred percent. No, I agree, and that's something like even personally that we we got to get better at. That I got to get better at, mm. and it's it's crazy how. As you get older, and I guess you live through more things, the way you start dealing with tragedy and death changes. So you and I, years ago, knew someone, and I would say that they were kind of like a mentor figure to to us when we were like early in high school and things like that. And, and we stopped, you know, being in touch with them, and and they they passed away, and it was terrible. It was sad. You know, I went to his funeral and we, it was crazy. We were, of course, we were upset, but I didn't, there was a lot that was on my mind that I didn't speak through, that I didn't properly understand, that I didn't internalize. And it wasn't until earlier, like last year, really, where I really sat down and I thought through how my life has changed. So I was doing an exercise in, in my leadership class in my in my last semester at master's and, and my professor was like, draw a lifeline it's so it's like a a line that goes from the left side of the page to the right side of the page and then this line will go up and it'll go down and when it goes up that's like a really pivotal happy moment in your life it kind of changed the course of your life and it's like a great memory that you have that could be like oh the time i moved to this other neighborhood or, or something like that and then that lifeline also goes down. And those are the really bad moments that you remember. That's the stuff that really changed the way you view the world. And when I was doing that lifeline, I think, you know, like I drew, I went up. It's like, oh, when I was a kid, I had, I used to play so many video games and I love hanging out with my friends. And I was drawing that lifeline up and down. And I realized one of the times where that lifeline went down that really did change the way I view so many things was, was the passing of that mentor of ours. And, I didn't realize how much it affected me, how much it changed the way I view the world, the way I view mental health, the way I view so many of these things. But I was a better person for having lived through that. And and I kind of vowed to myself that I wouldn't let mistakes like that happen, right? And it's it's crazy how now after Kobe's death, and, and I know these things are different, but after Kobe's death, you and I are able to articulate all of these thoughts. Feelings, yeah. And these feelings... <clears throat> in like this nice cohesive way, which is something like never could have done like six years ago, seven years ago. I think you definitely mature a lot with news and tragedies and, and things like that, that happen like this, right? It's uh, so unexpected. The only yeah. thing you can do is just internalize it. And yeah. uh, as you said, as you said already, like we've come to the point now where we can articulate our thoughts. Mm -hmm. You know, we can say how we're feeling. Um, what's troubling us and how we felt at the time. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's just, it's really one of those things where it's so difficult to react at the same time, right? Because you don't, so much is going on. I really, for myself needed at least a few hours yeah, to really be like, okay, after something like this happened, I know now how important it is to check up on your friends yeah, or how important it is to understand that life is short and make yourself happy. It took me a few hours to really recognize that and to really 
take it but before you're right before i would never come to these uh conclusions i would never come up with that yeah i would just think this is tragic i'm this is insane and just leave it at that i have no words to describe it it's it's insane and that's it done yeah but it's important to talk through these things to to learn more about yourself to take these lessons away rather than just treating it like oh this is really sad and then and then moving on because there's a lot of stuff that you don't end up dealing with that that's important and that's part of you right so you're right when it initially when kobe when when the news initially came out i mean we were just it was shock i think that's the best way to describe it. it was just pure shock and then it was later that night where that like deep sadness just hit and it's like wait no he's he's actually gone kind of thing right and and one thing that i that i think is important that that we put out there is like you shouldn't nobody should be shaming other people for how they're coping with this or how they're grieving with this right and and that's an important concept where like a lot of people deal with these things by feeling like i gotta do something i gotta sign a petition i gotta do i gotta i gotta do something this is the right way to honor them right and we shouldn't shame people for for believing that, right? Because that's their way of coping with it, right? They feel that they got to do something. I got to go out and dig a hole and fill it back up because this is the right thing to do. And that's okay because if a lot, some people to work through it, they need to literally work through it. They need to have a cause that they champion. And other people, like you shouldn't tell, tell people like, oh, that's useless. They're never going to change the logo. They're never going to retire this jersey. They're never going to do that. Like, let people work through their grief in their own way kind of thing right and there's so many different we've seen examples of it right yeah. we've seen um how Shaq deals with it yeah we've seen how Giannis who was a very very big Kobe player he just said you know what I don't want to talk about Draymond Green he's just like I just don't want to talk about it yeah and there are different people it's kind of interesting in a way to see how different people react uh to news like this because mm-hmm. it all comes down to shock and tragedy but how do other people or how do people deal with it is uh, is somewhat interesting at the same time as well, right? And uh, I kind of just feel like at the end of it, um, this conversation that we're having, the yeah. fact that we're having this conversation in the first place, I also feel like this is what Kobe would want. Yeah, He was a very forward, progressive thinker. He always wanted to move forward. Yeah. Um. And I think that's the best way to honor him. You know, it's just understanding that all the things that we talked about, working hard to get our goals. Yeah. And just staying strong and just move forward. Yeah. You know, like, I guess the best way we can say it is like, there is going to be a lot of good that gets done in this world that will be able to attribute back to Kobe. A lot of a lot of friendships that get fixed, a lot of people that get checked up on, a lot of personal happiness that's achieved because people choose themselves now over society or whatever it might be. But mm-hmm. a lot of good and a lot of happiness is going to come out of this terrible tragedy. And I think that's the best way to, like you said, move forward with it. So for from that side of things i mean I, I like our thoughts and prayers go out to like all all nine people all of their families and and anyone who feels personally affected by this whether you knew them personally or not you are personally affected and your grief is warranted 
and you are justified it's in justified. feeling the way you feel. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. And uh, as you said, it's going to take a lot of time um, for everyone to really get over um, news like this. But uh, we just got to keep holding on to what we were talking about before. Yeah. And uh, moving forward and uh, understanding that life is short. Tell that person that you love that you love them. Yeah. If you're unhappy somewhere, you're unhappy. Understand it and be honest with yourself. We were talking about this off the pod. Yeah. Um, the power and the the necessity of being honest with yourself. Not putting on a face for somebody. Yeah. Not lying about your feelings with somebody else, but being honest with how you're feeling. Because the way that you feel, you put this, you put this really beautifully. The way that you feel. It's always it's always justified because that's just how you feel. Yeah. You can't change that. Yeah. You can work with it, but you can't change it. If that's how you feel, that's how you feel. Yeah. So Yeah, just continue to be honest with yourself and and you know that's how we're that's how we're gonna move forward. So I guess for Kobe, you and I gotta move forward with what makes us happy. And that's podcasting, man. Yeah. So Let's get into it then. I know that there's been a lot that's been going on, right? I, yeah. Uh, I know I missed out on some, um, but what, but you know, before basketball, why would you miss? Why'd you miss out on? So where well, have you been, man? Why have we not been recording? We didn't even talk yeah, about that, did we? the whole elephant <laughs> in the room. Why has this podcast not been airing? We didn't talk about that. You know, in the spirit of checking up on each other, you had no idea where I was. So man, uh, I'm just getting Instagram. You're like on Mars or something. I don't yo, even man, know where you were, bro. Man, I was in Iceland, man. I. Uh, I've always wanted to go. Uh, the reason why is because I was talking to my brother about it. I was talking to my uh, sister-in-law about it as well. And the way that they described it is it's it's an adventure. And I think that, you know, what's so cool about my experience there is it's different than other people. Yeah. So what I mean by that is when I went to Japan, um, my Instagram posts or my stories were the exact same as another girl that I know who went like a few months later. Shout out to Cash. She did the exact, like, her posts and her photos, oh my, much better than whatever I posted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like she killed that. But I'm just saying like, okay, yeah, uh, Shibuya. Yep. Check mark. Kyoto. Check mark. You went to the temple. You went to this temple. It's very laid out. Yeah. Whereas in Iceland, the sort of things that we did is very, very different than what you know, like other people who went to Iceland did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, like the first time or like, uh, you know, like we went to like Blue Lagoon, right? Which is like this natural hot spring and you're just, it's super cold outside. So you're like, you're hot, like you're, uh, uh, your body is super hot, but your head is extremely cold. But it, the entire experience is so cool. You know what I mean? Like you get, yeah. you get a complimentary drink. So I got a banana smoothie, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Um, but here's the thing, bro. Uh, Blue Lagoon water doesn't really taste um, the the best. Well, boy, who told you to drink it? So here's the thing: it's cold. It's cold <laughs> as shit. Okay, like I I had to dunk my head underneath the water, and that was a terrible decision. Like the absolute <laughs> worst thing you can do because it tastes like the way that you look. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like it just wait the way I look the way that you look boy if you do <laughs> <laughs> so it was just yeah it was not it was not a good time 
We had face masks as well, so I put on this like silica face mask, whatever. Blue Lagoon is gonna be one of those touristy things, but I'll give you another uh, another story um, that I feel like is so different than other people. Um, Northern Lights hunting, okay? okay. Everybody just generally knows you want to go Northern Lights hunting. You want to see these cool photos so you can take a photo and then like, oh, yeah, yeah. green light, I did it. Um, <laughs> so we were in Hafen, uh, which is kind of like south of Iceland. And uh, we saw, like, in this forecast map, it shows you pretty much where uh, the Northern Lights are the most prominent or the highest probability of you seeing the Northern Lights in this area. Yeah, okay, so they're north. I, Omar, if you don't stop, <laughs> boy, if you... Getting on my nerves. We go to uh, we go to this map and it says to go a little bit... Um, a little bit, like, uh, west. And then we'll go to this place called Hoffel, Okay. So we basically just put Hoffel within our Google Maps, like uh, um, like the GPS. Okay. We go, we go towards this. We go, we go towards this like a uh, route. Uh, it's like this completely flat. And what you gotta know about Iceland, it, it's so dark. Yeah. It's completely night. It's always just dark there. You know what I'm saying? Like you feel so alone and by yourself. Well, it's also like winter, right? So it's, yeah, it's yeah. Wait, yeah. Uh, daylight is from like 11:30 until like 4:30. Yeah, you know what I'm saying so. You gotta make the most of it. So we're going towards uh, Hoffel, and then we're following this route, and then we see, like, this trespasser sign. And then, you know, like, trespassers are not allowed in. And then all we look to our left, and we see this black SUV just waiting there posted up. <laughs> it was terrifying. We're and like, yo, bumping, let's... like, rap music. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yo, Icelandic hip-hop is apparently a thing. I gotta look what? into that. I gotta look into that. So we turn around. We're like, no, we're not doing this. All right, this is scary. So we keep going straight, and then we see this dirt road. Um, off to the side okay so we're just like yo let's just go let's just see what happens yeah so we go follow this dirt road we keep going it's like very very bouncy and you're definitely just not supposed to be here even the gps is like are you sure car like this does not seem like you should be here you know what i'm saying like are you sure the black suv was trying to warn you the guys the black suv is like listen we're telling you just don't go <laughs> it's a good a samaritan <laughs> hello <laughs> We follow, and then we just keep going, going, and going, and going, and we're completely by ourselves. We're surrounded by mountains, and then Omar. Do you remember the Bon Echo stars? Yeah. Beautiful, right? <laughs> the stars that I saw in Iceland, I can't even describe how beautiful they were. I'm not a very emotional man. Actually, I li- I'm very emotional. Yeah, I was going to say. I cried. Of course. I saw these stars and it was so beautiful. We were just kind of posted on top of the car with our blankets on and then we're just stargazing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're just taking a look at how beautiful this place is that we're at. We're surrounded by so many stars and you don't see any other light besides the stars themselves because the mountains are so high, you don't even see the moon. And then we look up just a little bit, we see this light green sort of rainbow in the sky we knew right away what it was a we rainbow. took a photo Sh- <laughs> Omar, stop it shout out the boston celtics <laughs> <laughs> it's a leprechaun <laughs> um we take a photo from uh, on our dslr that i had to call her media but i'm like yo bro i don't know how to use this camera bro you gotta you gotta help me out with this one i whatsapp him <laughs> he explains it to me we take a photo and we see the northern lights the most beautiful thing I can't even describe it. But back to my original point, that experience is so unique to me versus somebody else going Northern Lights hunting. 
because we met this couple when we were renting a car because you have to rent a car in uh, in Iceland. You just need to. Yeah. The way they saw the Northern Lights was seeing this waterfall near Selfoss, I believe, around that area. Uh, or Gulfoss. I forgot which one it was. One of the Osses. Mm-hmm. Um, and they saw the Northern Lights there in the nighttime. Right? But that's their experience. They shared that with Iceland. It's so unique to them. So that's the way that I would describe Iceland in itself. It's so adventurous. When you see something cool, you're like, let's go towards there. What is that orange light? Oh, it's a greenhouse? Oh, word, that sucked. Let's go back. But mm-hmm. like you have this like sense of like, I can do what I want. This is my playground Okay. sort of thing with Iceland. I would recommend it to everybody, bro. Interesting. And you see my post? Fire. Fire. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Your posts were actually fire. Flames. Tell them, Omar. Talk that shit. Okay, I'm not going to hype you up that much. Hype me up, son. They looked all right. They're not that much better than Brampton. It was beautiful, though. Just to keep it short, it was beautiful. That's great, man. I said to keep it short as I went on a 15-minute rant. Um, yeah. Well, you also said how your experience is unique to you. But no, nah, I've decided I'm going and I, <laughs> I want your experience. So you'd better goddamn give it to me, all right? I don't want it. I don't want my own experience. The black I want yours. Well, you know what? I think that everybody thinks it's unique in Iceland, but everybody has this black SUV and this, this <laughs> trespassing. So I'm like, like, no, dude, it's not just you. Listen, I went through, I am the black SUV. <laughs> I embody it. So you think you pulled out, you drove the car back and stuff like that, and there's another car waiting to drive up. <laughs> Live through the exact same you know, thing. There's actually an admission. It's a there's lineup. Like, there's like a 500 kronas to see this black SUV just to turn back around and go through this dirt road. So cool. Yeah. It's like a guy guiding you down the road. It's like, yeah, come on, one by one. Keep them coming. 30 minutes max. Yeah. 500 kronas. Yeah. By the way, just on a side note, super expensive. Girl cheese sandwich will cost you 25 bones. Jeez. Um, so I've heard Iceland you is better. Very, you better I, I've, I've, food. I've, Heard stories of people going and then just like going to the supermarket to like buy bread and like make their own food and like. Shout out to Iceland bread though. Yeah. Shout out Iceland bread. It's the best Icelandic bread in the world. Well, I would hope Iceland bread was the best Icelandic bread in the world. Like, it'd be pretty shitty. It'd be pretty shitty if Portugal made the best Icelandic bread, you know? Like, shout out Iceland for the best Icelandic bread in the world. Uh, you know what? They they killed it with that one. Yeah, you know, Ben, you're, you're the best podcasting Ben I've ever had as a co-host, all right? I hope you know that. No other Ben has been a better co-host. Um, but there are so many other unique stories. Like, when we were driving towards Selfoss, we see a bunch of horses... And we're like, yo, that'd be super cool. Let's just take photos and go. But this nice um, Icelandic, I, I hate saying Icelandic, like they're different species or like I went to a different planet. But sometimes that's how it felt. But this farmer would come across or he went over his fence because he saw me literally struggling to park into the ditch. I almost got stuck. I got stuck <laughs> in a ditch more than once. I don't want to talk about it, but it did happen. But anyways, this farmer comes up and he's like, hey, like, do you guys just want to like come on over? Like we can, you like you can like pet the horses if you want. I'm like hell yeah. So we go and again, it's just so four hundred bones. <laughs> <laughs> and another guy just coming in like all right, one all at right, a time. Keep time. them coming, boys. Yeah, pre- hey farmer, pretend like you are one, okay? Like yeah. it's not a big deal. Like the barn's fake and shit. <laughs> it was beautiful, that man. Oh, I man. loved my every single every. It was such a special trip. Yeah, it was it was awesome, man. I would recommend it to everyone. Well. So, so for all of, for everyone curious, because I know the, the everyone has been anxiously waiting. No, Ben did not quit being the co-host. Um, he he was just in Iceland. I tried. Yeah. I sent a uh, a letter to Omar uh, by pigeon, 
Yeah. Um, letting him know that I was no longer interested in being um, he your tried, co-host. He tried breaking up with me, but I tried. Uh, but uh, you responded back by just saying "no," and I just thought, okay, work. Yeah. I guess I'll be back. It'd for, be like uh, that. It'd be like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but but you know what? Not to put it all on Ben, I have been uh, a pretty bad co-host too, trying to make time for this. Um, you know, I just went down to Windsor to visit my brother over the holidays. Um, and other than that, work's been kind of hectic. I've been out in Calgary uh, for a couple of weeks, and I think I'm going again Monday. And uh, man, Calgary is not as nice as Iceland. But you know what? The first week I was there was minus 40. So I felt like you and I shared something like 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 we were both uh, freezing. No, 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 we didn't. We oh, didn't share. so it was just oh, me. Your experience literally just me. in Calgary don't even look at me. Don't look at me right now. <laughs> okay, you know what? I had a unique experience in Calgary. No one's had my experience in Calgary. <laughs> Minus 40 degree weather. There's like 80 million people in Calgary. <laughs> Wait, come on, man. There's not 80 million people in Canada. <laughs> Boy, you're so... D- there's like 85 million people just in Calgary, bro. Oh like, come on. Like, come on. You know this. You know this. All right. Well, enough about our personal lives. Let's get to the important stuff and why Matisse Thibel was left off the goddamn Rising Stars I like challenge. Him. Let me start out yeah. with that. I like him. Doesn't deserve to be there, but I like him. Wait. <laughs> Matisse Thibel is like a top seven defender the in the league. The biggest snub is Terrence Davis, who's shorting 40% from the clip from shorting. three. You haven't podcasted in so long, you forgot to speak English. I forgot. Remember when I came back from Bangladesh at first, I just forgot words. Yeah, you I don't English anymore. <laughs> you only um, speak Icelandic. I only speak Icelandic. <laughs> How do you feel about Terrence Davis being left off? I know Matisse was yeah. like your guy and all that, well, but do you think Terrence should have been there? Like, is that... I mean, not over Matisse, but I, but I get it. I mean, I think it just comes down to... Are we rewarding players for being good or are we trying to put on a show and at least with the rising stars challenge the nba is trying to put on a show mm. zion played three games and got in this you you don't get rewarded for that right like the body of work that terrence davis has done the body of work of matisse Thybul, that is what deserves a reward of being hey you are one of the best young players in the league let's put you on this stage right but they're trying to put on a show which is why zion's in it kind of thing yeah like no one in their right mind can argue that zion's three games is is better than the entire season to date for all these hey, players you see right? that block though you see that one block though he's only had one block like in yeah, like the entire but you've you know? seen that right <sighs> easy over matisse matisse who he's a photographer oh my god but he's good man yeah, he's yeah. good he's so, more of a def- is he like a three and d or like what kind of a yeah yeah it, three and d can handle the ball a little but defensively he's like it's crazy to think about but he is legitimately one of the best defenders in the league oh my god you snapped no like relax no you can look at the stats he is top 10 for all defensive metrics kind of thing i remember seeing uh i think it was actually phil against the raptors yeah it was phil against the raptors dwight powell uh tried to uh norman norman powell, norman powell sorry yeah uh, he tried to take one of those uh, hardened threes where yeah. you kind of like kick back and like you force a foul, right? Yeah. Matisse, for a rookie, I was super impressed. He had his hands up and just went up and down. Yeah. No foul called. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he definitely seems like he has the uh, d- defensive um, IQ 
to make decisions like that, which is super impressive yeah. for someone like I've seen Terrence Ferguson. Yeah. He bites all the time with shit like that. And, and it's a rookie thing. You and, would expect that to happen. And you know what's crazy? A lot of the times Matisse gets called for a foul. They're not actually fouls. It's just refs going like, there's no way he didn't he didn't bite on that. Like, they'll see Matisse swipe the ball, and they'll be like, he definitely smacked the guy's hands there. That's a rookie mistake. Classic, right? And it's like, no, guys, watch the replay. He literally just got all ball on that, right? Mm. He's so quick, and he's so smart with his decision-making on the defensive end of things. I mean, granted, offensively, has a lot, has a lot to improve on and stuff. But it's crazy. It's like... The referees just don't don't believe that he's that good, so they're calling it like fouls on him. There's you, no way you can do that. Do you that. think Philly has the? Uh, I know that you, uh, uh, what's it called? They have superstars and yeah. How do you feel about development? Like, do you trust the Philly um, um, coaches to develop a player like Matisse? I I trust the coaching staff to be able to develop their players. They've shown the ability to do so with like Furkan Korkmaz, uh, who's like a boy. Who he is like. Lit- who? This is a guy who wasn't supposed to be in the league, and he is now. Boy, if you don't stop, if you say Furkan Kuka one more time, <laughs> Kuka, Furkan Korkmaz, bro, this man, bro, he dropped like fifteen in a, in a summer league game. Oh, like, wow. yeah, and it was a summer league game, but like, it's fine. But that's what I said. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, look, le- that just kind of proves my point. This was a guy that no one knows about. There's no interest in Philly. Wasn't even gonna pick up his option and stuff like that. But somehow he ended up back on the team this year, and now he's become one of their best offensive players which also kind of shows how bad their their offense runs mm. sometimes but he, he's he's become a contributor they've developed him into that JJ Redick type role and he and he shoots he just bombs from 3 and stuff like that and and with Matisse they're they're putting in that investment so to your ask your answer your question of do I trust them I trust the coaching staff 100% to develop them I don't trust the goddamn front office mm. to stay committed mm. with these like cheap young players that they have under their control and things like that, right? I think the the, the front office is too short-sighted and they'll be like, oh, Matisse is pretty good. What do you think we can get for him? Let's get a vet. Let's yeah. bring a vet in or yeah, something. Yeah. It's like, I get the... So this is something I kind of wanted to ask you. Mm. Philly's in the stage where they're, you know, they're doubling, tripling down on win now, right? In a, in a lot of ways, ways that are probably going to be detrimental to them in the future. And they just kind of keep going with these roster moves. At what point do you start hedging for the future? Do you start saying like, you know what? We're not going to trade Matisse because if this core doesn't work, it'd be nice to still have someone like this on the team for like the next seven, eight years kind of thing, right? Like at what point do you do you kind of wrap up that that window? And and I guess Oklahoma City in a way kind of they, went down that road, it, right? They to linger. Yeah, um, I mean, they brought in PG. They're like, yeah. no, win now, win now, win now. And then at a certain point, they kind of said like, so so Oklahoma City bought, bit the bullet and they traded Westbrook. Yeah. But what about teams that still want to win now, but they don't want to give up the farm for the future? I think it's interesting. And like speaking as an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, I've had the most fun watching this season more than any season that I've watched. Yeah. Because they bit the bullet and because they recognized that they didn't have the means to win a championship it just wasn't yeah. realistic and i lost you know we lost a, a hero in russell westbrook and yeah. like he he is not was but he is oklahoma city thunder yeah but now watching players like shea gilgis alexander and lujan Stort and darius basley and all of these young and up up and coming players this is team ball mm-hmm 
I know that you you, you asked the question, but just, just to talk about Oklahoma yeah, City no, for go a for bit, it. it's so much fun watching this team because they have so much they have so much fun playing it. Yeah, it's team basketball. Yeah, the way that Chris Paul is um, leading these group of guys, I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. But a question was raised to me that I also wanted to raise back to you. And I'll get back to your original question, I promise. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm kind of confused with the Oklahoma City Thunder right now. Are they too good? I think that's something to talk about because they are, I think they're fighting for like, I think it was like fifth or like sixth seat or something like that. They're yeah. around there. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Um, which of course we didn't expect because if you remember for our uh, from our podcast before, what I said was I want them to tank. Yeah. Get Chris Paul out of there. I want Shea to develop. I want us to be like a draft pick. We'll just get draft pick after draft pick after draft pick. But is is that maybe not what we're supposed like are we do we want to be contending? This is not a contending team. Yeah. Yeah. So what are we doing? So, I don't want to be in that dead zone. Yeah. Honestly, as much as it pains me to ease your concerns, because there's nothing more than I'd like to do <laughs> that to stress you out more and, and, and shit on you and your team. I think I think they're fine. I think you got to think net benefit. Yeah, they could lose more games and their first and second round pick this year might be a bit better or whatever that might end up being. Right. But what's more valuable to a team that has so many assets already, so many picks their war chest is stocked for years now. What's more important to that team? One more improving one more pick or teaching winning habits to their young players, giving them playoff experience. Do you want the first time Shea Gilgis Alexander sees the playoffs to be when... Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, do you want it to be when he's 25, 26 and in the prime of his career? Yeah, yeah, Or do you want him to go there now to get his but kicked in the first round to to build the right habits so he can properly lead yeah. a team in his prime kind 100% of thing, right? 100% right. So I think that's I, what it that comes to. That put things a lot better because I was just thinking about the Raptors right now. Yeah. Those are battle-tested play, veterans, yeah. even if they're a rookie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even if they're young players like, uh, like, like I don't OG. know. OG. Like, or OG. I know he hasn't played, but like Fred or whatever. Yeah. Um, they're completely different players because of the fact that they went through all of that. Yeah. I think it's so valuable to get playoff experience. And now I see it. I see what where you're mm-hmm. coming from. Yeah. I see where you're coming from. I think that's what's really gonna make the Oklahoma, like OKC like uh thrive in the future yeah. because of going through stuff like yeah. this. We're gonna build around SGA. Yeah. He's gonna be our guy. Yeah, no, he's a stud. And it it's crazy. Like a lot of a lot, I know a lot of fans around the NBA are talking about like you know, dealing CP3 elsewhere and things like that. But I think OKC gets the most net benefit in the long run by CP3 riding that contract out on, on OKC because it's not like he's a detriment. He's not no Jimmy Butler there. He, I mean, from all, from what I understand, the players love him. All the, all the, all the young players 100%. love him. He's leading the team. He's, he's, he's fitting into, into their system. The, the, the coaching staff is, is able to play around him and things like that. And it's like, so so why would you deal him? Like for for you're trying to play the margins. Like yeah, you might he might be able to go to a contending team and you might get like a pick out of it, another pick, you might clear some books for some future salary, but it's like what you're going to sign a big free agent in the next 2 years? No, you're not, right? Like get the most benefit out of yeah. this, right? You have a you have a basketball savant, a genius imparting wisdom in his in his uh, twilight years to 
the next future star. Yeah. I, man, hey, homeboy, going. homeboy's an all-star. Yeah. Chris Paul is an all-star. As he should be. Yep. As he should be. I And I don't understand the hate. I mean, that guy is balling. He's balling. That guy is balling. Efficiency, everything. Yeah. Of, the way he just, it's, it's different watching a Russell Westbrook style of play versus a Chris Paul style of play. Yeah, you know what the difference is? Chris, Shut up. Chris Paul is an all-star and Russell Westbrook should not be an all-star. <laughs> That's what the difference is. Well, how is Russell Westbrook an all-star? Talk, tell me this January hasn't been Westbrook's month. Harden is booty. He should be in the G League. <laughs> Yo, I, I, we talked about this before. The funniest thing was the Harden tour dates, which was basically his shooting. Uh, field goals uh, attempted and field goals made. One of 17, January 17th, two of 14. You know what I'm saying? Three like 19. Three 19. Yeah. These ridiculous, absolutely disgusting Man, stats. I, I swear he's still having his most efficient offensive season, which no, just goes to trash. show you. This just goes to show you. Yeah, that. Westbrook did it. He uh, made him shoot. He shot for him and it went for to Harden stats. Okay, let me, let me say it like this. Westbrook can go to the All-Star game. He's allowed to be an All-Star if Damian Lillard signs his permission form, <laughs> I'll. We gotta check with. We gotta hey, check. They with had the a spirit. battle not too long ago, Portland and uh, and Rockets. I think uh, Russ had like 39, 10, and six, and uh, Lillard had like thirty six, ten, and 10. like he had his first triple double. That was an insane battle between the two. If Harden wasn't booty, <laughs> if Harden wasn't absolute trash, yo, I. I didn't end up watching that game. Insane full, game. full disclosure. But man, some of those clips that I watch, dude, anytime Russ is on Dame, Dame is just activated, bro. Barking, this bro. man was bombing threes from the logo. Logo, yeah. From the logo. Just, Russell's just, just looking. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Russell's just looking. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, the funniest photo. I, and I, ah, this is going to be terrible radio, but I hope you know what I'm talking about. It's a, I think it's the shot that went with in. With the mesh? With the with, mesh. Russ Russ's looking. face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, can I only see, see Russ's eyes. Whatever, and it's, yeah. it's covered. And that, it's Russ the is gonna do it for funniest Kobe. photo ever. Oh, my God. All-star snubs. Tell me. All-star snubs? Devin Booker, Easily. man. By, like, by, like, who the hell? Who? Who? You know what pisses me off? People would say, oh, yeah, you know, but he can't win. Like, he's just putting <laughs> up all these empty sets. The Atlanta Hawks are the worst <laughs> team. They're, like, one of the worst teams in the league. And Trey Young is Trae a Young's starter. There. Not just yeah. an all-star. Yeah. A starter. And and that just, that just blows me. There is no consistency in this. Devin Booker got snubbed. And you know what? I... Honestly, I have no opinion one way or the other. I'm not a Booker guy. A lot of people like love him, think he's like the second coming of Kobe and like all these things. And a lot of people hate him. And honestly, I'm I'm indifferent to him. I hope he sees success at some point in his career. And I, because he's been wronged by that front office and that ownership. I but I don't feel any weights about it. But even now I need to put my foot down. Like, come on. It's not right, man. Like and, and then the question always becomes, okay, if Devin Booker got snubbed, who are you going to take out? But, but that ain't no hard question. I'm going to take Russ out. Hell no. I'm going to take... Boy, hell no. Boy, if you don't stop, you better stop right now. You're playing I'm games. Gonna, I'm going to take, take Russ out and shit. I'll take Donovan Mitchell out too. <laughs> oh, I'm going after anybody. <laughs> I mean, anyone can Guns catch it. Blazing. Guns blazing. Omar's going for it. Boy, you better stop with those trash ass <laughs> takes. Listen, Russ is an all-star. Um... Yeah, we know. That's what we're fighting. <laughs> he shouldn't be one. Um, Devin Booker should be there. Um, I think another snub. I don't know who I take out though. 
Okay, you know what? Uh, can you me, pull out? Yeah, can you, yeah. I'll, I'll pull out the list because because look, yeah. if we're saying Devin Booker's and stuff, we gotta we gotta pick one, or else okay, or else sure. we can't we can't say that. So I'm just Devin gonna pull Booker it should be an all star over James Harden. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or is LeBron James an all star? Oh my god! All right, my New Year's resolution was is to is to get less frustrated at uh, at, at this stuff. Happen. So you know, I'm I'm not gonna It'll never happen. You'll I'm get pissed. Okay, we're man. Why is NBA.com so difficult? We gotta record that. We gotta uh, upload that episode from before. Yo, remember when you snapped over that Philly stuff? Oh my god! Everyone's in store for for something big. Like this is gonna we'll, be interesting. We'll post it. We'll post All right. it. So here's 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 what you have in the West. Your reserves. You have Jokic, Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Chris Paul, Brandon Ingram, and Russell Westbrook. Boy, why the hell is Okay, Rudy Gobert is is he's a tr- he's a tree. He's literally a nine feet tree. He's a tree. He's there to block things, bro. But that screen cares? assist, bro. The screen assist. Get okay. Get him the hell out of the All Star team and put Devin Booker there. That's okay. my pick. Gobert, get the hell out. Honestly, like I'm I'm. You said I'm guns blazing, but I'm guns blazing now. Like, oh shit! Of, of oh, that shit. list, of that list, Devin Booker should be there over Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Brandon Ingram, Russell Westbrook. Brandon Ingram? Yeah, Brandon Ingram too. He's been balling. He's been balling, He's, son. The team is trash. The the. Te- but what, what? Why Devin Booker then? Because Devin Booker's team is better. <laughs> He's better. They're better off. Like I don't know, bro. Phoenix Phoenix is some booty ass team, bro. <laughs> bro, I swear, like the the Pelicans are. Man, they were like 14th for the longest Ingram time. Ingram has been absolute. Like that's the biggest argument against Booker. No, but it's his team has still hasn't been that bad, right? Like okay, they're they have the same record now, but <laughs> but yeah, Booker was out for some time. Booker was out. For yeah, some time, so. yo, listen. So the record with Booker is actually better. I don't know, man. I just feel like. Yo, my brother kind of reminded me of this. Yo, we're older than Ingram. <laughs> Yo, he's a 22-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah, I still don't like him. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I missed this. I would get Gobert out. Donovan Mitchell, yeah. Yo, honest, just something. Yeah, no, just get him out of there. Yo, you know what's the, Get him out of there. <laughs> the best part was Donovan Mitchell gets named an all-star and then scores four points against Denver. Oh, my God. And where Denver was missing bare people that came. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, and this man scores four points. <laughs> it was like... Okay, sorry. Terrible. I know we're moving on a little bit fast, but why the hell is Kyle Lowry an all-star? What do you mean why the hell is Kyle Lowry an all-star? I would have uh, Bradley Beal. Okay, Beal not being an all star criminal. So let's let's do the East then. Let's do the same thing. Let me let me read out uh, the East reserves. You have Kyle Lowry was injured. You have Jimmy Butler who's shooting nine point five percent from three since Christmas. <laughs> um, you hate that guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, you know what? I I like him, but it's the Philly fans that prefer Jimmy Butler over like Ben Simmons that really ticked me off. Man, I same thing with Kobe. I don't. I didn't dislike Kobe, but it's the goddamn the, God co- the damn, stands, the bro. Goddamn stands, bro. They they really they really took me out. So you got Jimmy Butler, Ben Simmons, Kyle Lowry, Chris Middleton, Demontis Sabonis. He's an All Star. Jason Tatum, Yo, Bam Adebayo. Yeah. Oh, wait, this is your first reaction. Yeah, guys, this is live. Yo, 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 wait, what? DeMontis, Sabonis, and Bam Adebayo are Okay, All-Stars. Bam Adebayo is an all-star. Eh. Bam Adebayo is most improved player, and he's an all-star. Yeah, all, right, all right, whatever. Does DeMontis Sabonis? Yeah, so he should not be in Jason there. Terry? Tatum. 
Oh, geez, a dirty playing no more. <laughs> Boy, you thought this was 2011? <laughs> you've been watching. You've been watching the Mavericks versus the Heat too many times. Too many times. Okay, Jason Tatum. Okay, um, that makes so much more sense. I was confusing it for Terry Rozier. <laughs> okay, yo, you really have not. Yo, I have been, not been. You forgot English. I, you forgot basketball. Basketball. So I don't know. About I say it. Jason Tatum, and you think Jason Terry and Terry Rozier, two, two players, both of which are wrong. Both you got nothing right. You didn't get the first name right. You didn't get the last name right. You got nothing right. I heard Terry. Like, yo, same shit. Yo, Terry, Terry Rozier, the, the Jason best, Terry, Terry Cruz. <laughs> Take this in. I say Jason Tatum. Your response is Jason Terry. I'm like, no. You're like, oh, Terry Rozier. <laughs> How are you that incorrect? <laughs> How are you that wrong? <coughs> oh my god, that's oh, hilarious. Yeah, I really um, missed this. Bro. Yeah, no, I've been, yo. Um, so Kyle Lowry's in. in Kyle Lowry's in there. So, so if you want to put Brad Beal in this, who are you taking out between? Jimmy Butler, Ben Simmons, Kyle Lowry, Chris Middleton, DeMontis Sabonis. Wait, wait, wait. Jason Tatum and Ben Adebayo. Wait, Ben Simmons is an all-star? Boy, if you don't. I would take uh, Kyle Lowry out. He was really? injured. He was injured. This guy's trash. Man. Yo. Nah, he's not trash. Bro, that, he's not do trash. you remember? Bro, in right. game six. I know what you're going to say. First quarter. Yeah, yeah. That man came to win a championship, him. Can't bro. disrespect him. Yo. You're right. But in terms of this season, I feel like injuries got to play a part of it. I feel like he hasn't really been playing that much, has he, Kyle Lowry? He's missed uh, He's missed quite a few yeah, games. Yeah, I want to say like 12 or 13 games or something like that, um, which I guess it does matter. But man, I am not putting DeMontis Sabonis in the All-Star game, man. Like, that ain't right. I think uh, I want to see how DeMontis Sabonis does with Oladipo there now. Uh, that's going to be interesting. Very, yeah. very interested to see how that is. I'm surprised Miles Turner has been as cheeks as he has been. Well, he, he's uh, always. I just expected so much more, especially with Oladipo gone. I feel like fantasy owners everywhere thought yeah. that Miles Turner is going to come out with some heat. You know he's on the trading block now. I just saw a is report he? today. Yeah, good. He's trash. Get him out of there. Get him out of there. <laughs> where are they going to send him? It's Indiana. That's where we send players that we want out. <laughs> when we look at players and we're like, get him out of there. We send get him, him out of there. We send him Indiana. To Indiana. Um, uh, who'd you take out? Would you put Bradley? First of all, would you put Bradley Beal? There? I'd put Bradley Beal there. Yeah. You know, like I guess that's kind of the the I'm less adamant than than Booker on on this thing on these things. But Brad Brad Beal deserves to be there. Like he hates the Wizards so much, and rightfully so. <laughs> the Washington Wizards did him so dirty. Yeah. with his team, I feel bad because he's a baller. Yeah, he he, he can he ball. Is. Yeah, no, he's and he's young, man. That's yeah, the thing people forget. Yeah. I think he's like twenty five or twenty six years old. Man, that's young. Like, it's crazy. There's, you know, it, it'll it'll be interesting when he's on the Raptors with Giannis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> give me Giannis. I'm not. I'm not asking for much. Just give me Giannis. Yo, so Nick Nurse and his coaching staff are coaching All-Star. Team Giannis. Good for him. Nick Nurse deserves it. Yeah, they're coaching Team Giannis. Um, Raptors development, their second seed without Kawhi. Yeah, and that like, come on, kudos I, I to them. I think it's like third overall in the kudos league. Kudos to like, that man. The way that they made it the work. Injuries. I, I, the, I, I read this tweet where there's so many injuries, like the cumulative games that these players have missed. Nick Nurse, man, this guy has can't, to win Coach of the Year. Can't say enough he about. Absolutely it. has to win Coach of the Year. It literally, it can't go to anyone else. Yeah, like 
you can't give it to the super team Lakers. Mm. You can't give it to uh, the Clippers that have had so many struggles throughout this season. Like Doc can't get it. Can't give it to Coach Bud again after he won it last year and got yeah. exposed in the playoffs and out coached by Nick Nurse. Like you got Nick it. Nurse yeah. is the coach of yeah. the year. He's it's, the coach of the year. That's it's the, already decided. It's, it's done. It's man. already like, decided. His ability to mm. navigate through all these injuries and stuff—it's crazy. So this means that Frank Vogel is uh, coaching LeBron or what? Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That's how it would work. Yeah. Like number yeah. one seed. Number one seed. Yeah. So Frank Frank Vogel's coaching team LeBron. I don't know. Ulster is going to be interesting. I think, uh, wait, I don't They're even know. They're changing up the format of it, man. Yeah. Yeah. The way that it works is I think the leading team. Yeah. It's it, it's kind of it's kind of confusing, but the leading team after three quarters, basically the fourth quarter has no time limit. Yeah. And uh, the leading team needs to score 24 more points from their total from their total in yeah. order to win the entire game. And the other team needs to score the same number. So it's exactly. more than 24. Yeah, exactly. I, I remember that took some time to understand when the press releases came out. I yeah. just explained it and I don't get it. <laughs> the, so, so I get it now, but the NBA explained it so poorly. Like they could have just put a video out. That's what I don't understand. Yeah, like yeah. literally, just record like a thirty-second video of like animations, a player explaining it or something like yeah. that. That would have been so much easier than like this giant body of text. There's so like, many memes where you know that uh, lady that's like looking to the left and right with a bunch of math ma- mathematical equations. Yeah, yeah. I saw so many of them because it was confusing. Like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. how are you honoring Kobe with this BS? Bro, that that African actor pressing the pressing yeah, the, the calculator. calculator. Later. It's like me calculating <laughs> during the All-Star game what team's going to win. What is 24? What is that number? Um, uh, but a lot to look forward to. Yeah, a lot to look forward to. I think our, our next podcast that, that we do will be after the draft. Okay. Uh, where LeBron and Giannis will draft players, so that'll be that'll interesting. be interesting. LeBron yeah. will kill it. Giannis is so Giannis is going to draft Chris Middleton again first. Like it's it, <laughs> team team LeBron. Hey, you, know you hear that? Hey, you hear what uh, Giannis says? He's like, man, y'all talking some BS, yo. Bledsoe should be the All Star. I said what? <laughs> Bledsoe? Bled who? Oh my god. Oh, it's crazy, man. It's it's crazy, but um, no. It, I'm I'm glad we got this recorded. I'm excited to get this out there. Yeah. <clears throat> for uh oh man, my 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 throat I'm getting emotional <clears throat> are you? I am, yeah. No, uh for for everybody that uh it's uh, tuned in, got this far, I we Ben and I really appreciate it and and we hope you take uh everything that we said, especially the first half of the podcast, not our terrible basketball takes, but but the first half for mm-hmm. sure. Uh you know, you take it to heart and uh you you really act on a lot of those things cuz that's what's important to us, uh, you know, making sure that we, we create a family here between everyone that's a part of this podcast, everyone who listens and stuff like that. We want you to know that we care about you. And, uh, you know, you always got someone in us. So hit us up. Best way to hit us up is on uh, iTunes. Uh, leave a five star review. Uh, and uh, it means a lot to us. It really helps us out. Other than that, come over to our Instagram at the session ball. You know, join the conversation there. We're back on it. There's a lot of stuff that's going to be there. So, again, that's at The Session Ball. Check us out there and leave our review. Just kind of echoing what Omar said. I The first half is not a typical way that we do our podcast. We, uh, we talk about music or we talk about other things and we sort of have a laugh. But I think that uh, we were talking about this. I, I'm super proud of the way that we I'm, – I'm glad that we brought it up. Yep. I think it's so important to tell loved ones that you love them. I think it's so important to put your mental health above everything else. Make sure that you're happy. I think that's exactly what Kobe would want. And I think that's the mindset that we should all have. Yeah. So with that, 
Yeah. And from everyone here at the session. Cheers. Cheers.